It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. I'm back. Yeah, a couple weeks, you know, did a couple of these shows on the road. One came to you from Atlanta. Another came back home. But, you know, I didn't get in the studio. Set it up, I should say. Then... Went to Philadelphia, did another show, but I'm back home for a while, folks. Episode number 95. But before we get started, you know where to find me. And in case you don't, just look on your screen if you're watching on YouTube. Follow the podcast, The Wrestling Show, the brand, at Wrestling Realm on Twitter, on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you are liking the Facebook fan page. And then go on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, which is my favorite. Make sure you go there and subscribe to the show. Give me five stars. That's all I want for Christmas. Five stars. Tell your friends about it. Write a review. Let the people know. Folks, we are just days away from the Survivor Series. And boy, oh boy. We are in the midst of an invasion, can I say? You know, um, you look at what's going on, right? And you see everything that's just happening. So we start off on, let's, you know, we're going to start right with NXT. Start off right where the show ended, you know, before I came here. We had Seth Rollins show up. Now, earlier in the night, you know, they started off with Becky Lynch, you know. But let's get right to it. I'll get to that part later. We started off with, I mean, I should say we ended with the main event being Adam Cole versus Donovan Dajakovic. Adam Cole, the winner, would secure the advantage at war games. And in this case, it was Adam Cole getting the briefcase, securing the bag for his team. But then all of a sudden, a number of invasions happened. You know, you saw Undisputed Era Gary come out. Suddenly, the SmackDown roster, who had invaded earlier, they were there. Then you had some members from the Raw roster. Of course, a brawl takes place. But then here comes Seth Rollins. And everybody's like, wow. You know, we already had Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee. But when Rollins showed up, I mean, for what it is, let's call it for what it is. The face of Raw, right? Now, I've been vocal. I'm not the biggest Seth Rollins as a babyface fan, but, I mean, he is the face of the brand, you know, and you saw the NXT fans. This is the company where Seth Rollins is the first, the brand that he's the first ever world champion of, but they was chanting that he's not cool. They didn't want to see Seth Rollins, and then all of a sudden, here comes Tommaso Ciampa. And, you know, I mean, it was just what a way to end the show, right? Just, if you're not excited for a Survivor Series, 
then I don't know what's going to get you there. I will have a Survivor Series preview coming up. I guarantee you because I got that's a that's a heavy card. I got to go through that separately. But then, you know, let's go back to Monday Night Raw, right? Monday Night Raw, we saw former NXT champion Kevin Owens out there. And him and Drew McIntyre had a match, which Owens was victorious. But then comes Triple H, the man who was always in Owens' corner. Responsible, single-handedly made him the second ever Universal Champion. Do you not remember? Well, he came out there and said some interesting things. He said that he don't think, that he understands nobody else appreciate him. You know, uh, Owens was on Raw, and he was on SmackDown. He got fired from SmackDown. He's told you nobody appreciates you. Come on back to NXT. Well, before Owens could give an answer, all of a sudden, you know, undisputed error attack. And it was just another melee just at the end of Monday Night Raw. Just everybody all over the place. But here's the thing. The undisputed error did beat up on Kevin Owens, but it didn't last that long. And I got to give a shout out to my boy Cornell. He brought up a good point, you know, because we was talking on Facebook and I said it. And he also noticed it. Kevin Owens. Oh, I don't have this one. Kevin Owens kind of got out of there. And we all know he could be a snake. Do we not remember what happened earlier this year when he was the honorary member of the New Day while Big E was out? And then all of a sudden he turned on them, which led us to Kevin Owens versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. Now, here's the thing. I don't want to see Kevin Owens become this generation's big show where he's always doing his heel turn, his face turn, his heel turn, his face turn, his heel turn, his face turn. But I think now would be the perfect time for him to screw the Raw brand and assist NXT and go make his way back to that brand. He's one of the best NXT champions ever. You know, top five, easily. Now, you know, I want to know, who do you guys think? Yeah, I'm actually working on, you know, a quick announcement. Not the big one for the 100th edition, but one of the things I'm going to be working on for the 100th edition is a, uh, the, a look back at the decade. What was the superlatives? The wrestler of the decade. The match of the decade. You know? I got to do an NXT um, wrestler of the decade. I mean, you know. So, I'm wondering, could Owens go to back to NXT? Personally, I think it happened. Now, early on Raw, Seth Rollins took on Andrade. The winner would become the team captain for Raw. Now, the Lucha House Party came out there and beat up Rollins, which gave him the win. But I thought this was interesting because then we saw another invasion. So, I mean, these invasions are just all over the place. I love it. I mean, they're coming. You know, you everybody must keep their head on a swivel. Bottom line, you got to keep your head on a swivel. And then... Let's go to the women. Now, here's the thing. I've said this time and time again that when it came to the NXT Women's Championship, I didn't think that Becky Lynch belonged in a match. I mean, excuse me. When it came to the Women's Championship, the Champions match, I thought that should have been a one-on-one match between Bayley and Shayna Baszler. 
And I was listening to Corey Graves' podcast, and he even said it. Felt like Becky Lynch was just kind of lost in the shuffle. And, we, you know, everybody says she's the hottest thing in the WWE. I don't think so anymore. I thought that last year around this time. I thought that in the beginning of the year. Right now, I think her fire is starting to burn out. Maybe Seth's burning it down. But I will say that, you know, on NXT, she made her presence known. Showing up, coming out there, showing up, doing her thing. And her and Rhea Ripley had a match. Phenomenal match. Definitely check it out. I mean, you got these two women going back and forth. It was incredible, you know. But then all of a sudden, Team Baszler came out there and and got in the the mix. And, I mean, yeah, and they started beating up on both of the women. So, as I said, I mean, these these invasions are just going wild. I mean, even on Monday Night Raw, because Becky even brought up a point that for some reason her and Charlotte have been put together, which I do think they are the next tag team champions. But they took on the Iconics, which... They were victorious, but afterwards, the NXT ladies came in and invaded them. So, then you also had a match earlier, I mean, on NXT, where it was Kaylee Ray and, um, I want to say it was Tegan, no, Dakota Kai, and then everybody came out there. You know, SmackDown, Raw, all the women came out there. So, as they get ready, you know, SmackDown this Friday night is going to be off the chains because... They are going to do some crazy stuff. I guarantee it. Make sure you check that out. So, like I said, these invasions, I mean, they're just, like, crazy all over the place. I love it. But let's get into WWE backstage, folks. Now, it's finally happened. It's official. It's in the bag. We got the first episode out. CM Punk is here. He came out there, he had an interesting interview, a one-on-one interview. Before he got into the show and got to talking about the product and doing the segments, he had a show. I mean, he had an interview with Renee Young. And he brought the name Seth Rollins came up. And he said, look, get take some advice. Please, just stop tweeting. Just stop tweeting. And, of course, Rollins, uh, quote tweeted, and it's on your screen, capital letters, hell of a response roll emoji, period, coward. So I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, Rollins really wants this match. And I said this earlier, I mean, the last episode, that if you want Seth Rollins in the main event of WrestleMania, the only way it would make sense, the only way it would be believable, the only suitable opponent would be CM Punk. Why? Because they've given us him giving us matches with him with just about everybody. And the fire is burning. And Seth is talking about burning it down, but he's burning his credibility down. He's burning his fans away. And Punk, you know, he's he's, he's doing these jabs. And it's reminding me of John Cena and The Rock. When John Cena just wanted The Rock to just come back, please just come back. He started saying stuff here and there. And he finally got that match. But then in 2013, at WrestleMania 29, he finally got that respect, right? So that's what this reminds me of as I sit back and watch Punk, Rollins. It is what it is. This is what Rollins wants. He wants 
CM Punk, he wants that match because he knows that is a match that will make him relevant. But I'm going to go ahead and take my first break. I got a word coming up from the realness. I don't know exactly what uh, what the heck is. What do you mean what the heck is this? Look, what does it look like? Bro, you said what is this? You said you wanted some something big and possessed and stuff. No, not, not this. This ain't it. No, no, bro, trust no, me. Trust no. Me. Bro, trust me. You're not listening to me. Trust me. This is good. I'm, you ready? No, this is what we need. What? You know oh. what we need? The wrestling realm is styling oh and profiling all over the internet wrestling no. community. Bro, wait. No. Bro, this is. I don't, listen, I don't care. You can leave all you want, bro. Listen. Diamonds are forever. Woo! And so with the wrestling realm. Woo! The limousine riding. Jet flying. Roll ups wearing. Diamond ring wearing. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you haven't done so by now, you're still watching, click the button below, hit subscribe. You can get way more crazy content from my brother and I. I mean, we don't have nothing better to do. So, we got R-Truth recently lost his 24-7 championship. Lost it to somebody in corporate. Man, you imagine working for the WWE and you be the guy who pins our truth? You etch your name in history. He's the guy who pinned our truth. And now you are 24-7 champion. Of course he would get it back. You know, but hey, any time, any day. I think the title, it would be really cool if it was in the midst of all this invasion. I mean, you got NXT trying to hold down two things, TakeOver and Survivor Series. So why not throw the championship in there see if our truth loses it to a member on nxt or a member on raw uh, smackdown moving on aew dynamite we saw in the opening contest we saw ray phoenix to, uh defeat what was that yeah nick jackson so uh you know it was first time having a one-on-one -on -one match for nick in years i believe he said and unfortunately, he came up short. But it was definitely an incredible opening contest. Then we move on. Private Party would take on two members of the inner circle, um, Santana and Ortiz. This match was dedicated to the late Matt Travis, um, a gentleman who unfortunately was killed in a motor cycle accident a few weeks ago up in New York City. Both of these tag teams were uh, close friends with him. Uh, so they dedicated this match to him. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Matt Travis, who's, uh, you know, he's a former House of Glory wrestler. And, um, you know, unfortunately, his life was cut short. But a lot of people, I you know, I never got a chance to meet him or work with them, but, you know, I've heard great things about him, and you see the love that's being poured. Shout out to my girl, Ariella Nix. Definitely want to offer uh, her uh, prayers of condolence and, you know, everybody else affected by this, but, you know, she's somebody who I'm, you know, really good friends with, so I definitely want to offer my condolences to her publicly. But, um, you know, shout out to Private Party getting a win, you know, as they look to make their way into the top echelons of the tag team division currently not ranked 
as a top five tag team, but this right here definitely should put them up there as they look to get closer to the tag team championships. And then also on, um, oh shoot, I ain't putting more pictures. Okay, well, guess what? Let's talk about it. Also on WW, I mean, AEW, we saw Chris Jericho come out there, the AEW La Champion. He came out there to discuss his plans for next week, AEW Chicago, on Thanksgiving Eve. Boy, does that give you some memories. You know, I always talk about Survivor Series. But, uh, yeah, next week we're going to have the food cooking while wrestling's on. But uh, Jericho says he's playing the party. And then, all of a sudden, Scorpio Sky comes out. And then he psyched Jericho into giving him a title match. Because he kept saying he didn't want a title match. He didn't deserve a title match. Even Christopher Daniels and um, uh, Frank, Chris Arian said, he don't, he don't want that because Jericho's going to go crazy. Well, guess what? He's got a title match next week for the AEW Championship. It's going to be Scorpio Sky, the man, the first man to pin Chris Jericho in AEW versus La Champion. Can Scorpio Sky win the championship only time will tell folks um in the main event dean ambrose excuse me why did i just say that <laughs> john moxley was victorious over darby allen the man who said he would challenge moxley when moxley said nobody wanted <laughs> excuse me now i thought perhaps i said you know what this will be something good to save maybe for a pay-per-view but who knows i'm not sure when the next all Elite Wrestling pay-per-view is. Somebody let me know. Um, maybe they announced it. Maybe I missed it. Or maybe they just didn't announce it. But, I mean, it was a decent show this week. But let's be real. NXT just <laughs> tore the house down. Bottom line. There's no other way to look at it. You know, they went out there and they did their thing, man. I mean, it was it was just an incredible show. So, you know what it's time for now, folks? It's time to go around the net. Round the Net brought to you by B Waters Productions, where you can get, if you're having a wedding, you're having a birthday party, or if you're having, you know, you just want to take pictures, contact B Waters Productions, or maybe you want your, your event filmed, just contact B Waters Productions. Go on Instagram, Instagram.com slash B Waters Productions, or www.brianhwaters. So, around the net, we go to Twitter first. So, CM Punk, he talked about, you know, he was tweeting about a lot to catch up on in wrestling and said that no one is safe. So, the owner of All Elite Wrestling, the president, said no one is safe. Sounds like a plane full of wrestlers in Saudi Arabia. Now, Tony Khan, everybody knows, is a wrestling fan. He wanted to get CM Punk over to AEW, but he came up short. So maybe he's feeling a certain type of way that Punk is working with Fox, which does what? Cover the WWE. Well, he put no one is safe. Yes, I don't even play. But then Randy Orton would chime in, who still has me blocked on Twitter, by the way. Um, but hey. I got multiple accounts. And he said, what's the whole thing about glass houses and stones? 
And he shared an article about Jaguars owner, Tony Khan's dad, who's being investigated for corruption. And, of course, Tony Khan would clap back. I thought you only tagged me in your posts when you were grasping for leverage. The article is over a year Oh, plus it's a baseless, it's about baseless claims made about my dad years ago. That's the best you can do. Nothing. Meanwhile, in the time since that was written, you used the N word on Twitch. So Tony Khan's not backing down. You know, um, wow. <laughs> it's fact. Randy said it. Um, I don't. I'm not getting into that. You know, I was, but you know, I'm not. Then it was my sign. I'm defending Randy Orton, and I'm not like a Randy Orton guy. I like him and think he's one of the greatest WWE superstars in all time, but it's not like he's like, you know, whatever. But then Charlotte Flair would just simply drop an emoji with an eye roll, which would lead to Brandy Rose dropping a clown emoji in response to Charlotte Flair. And I just look at this and I say, can you imagine if this was during the Attitude Era? I, mean, I can't help it. You just think about it. The Attitude Era. The Monday Night Wars. What would Hogan have said to Sean on Twitter? Brent and Sean. I mean, man. This, but, you know, this is cool. So, moving on. Chasing Glory podcast featured Mia Yim. She um, is definitely a great listen. Now, I want to encourage everybody to listen to it. You really get a chance to learn a lot, and you see how it was the WWE Universe that put Mia Yim in the position where she was. You don't believe me? What am I talking about? Go back to the Mae Young Classic after the match, and then there was something else that happened on. The crowd was restless, and the please sign Mia chance. Now, I like how WWE edited it, because if I'm not mistaken... I was under the impression that it was after she had lost, but she talks about what was really going on during that. So make sure you check that out. It was a great podcast. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, Mia Yim is one of my favorite people in the business, so I definitely had to listen. Um, moving on, Alicia Fox. She talked about, you know, she came clean on Instagram and talked about her recovery um, from alcoholism. So, um, you know, courage. Being able to go on social media, being able to talk about this and, you know, a place where she could easily get ridiculed. But, you know, she's saying that she wants to help people. So, uh, you know, definitely congratulations on her, you know, her being sober. It's not easy. So I'm definitely happy to see this. Um, so you may have heard Jim Cornette is no longer with the N.W.A. Why am I asking? Why might you ask? Well, oh, his mouth got him in trouble again. Corny was on a broadcast during a championship match, or maybe it was just the main event, between Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch. And he was trying to display and trying to do what he does, and that's being able to use his words to paint a picture. And he said, Trevor Murdoch, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It was wrong, but I'm going to repeat what he said. He said Trevor Murdoch was is as tough that is so tough pretty much that he could walk, tie a strap up, some fried chicken, and ride through Ethiopia. So what he was trying to allude was that 
people of African descent love fried chicken and will do anything to get their fried chicken. And if a white man comes through strapped up in a place that he's perceiving as poor and people were just fighting for scraps of food that if they see a white man with fried chicken, they will just jump all the top of him. But Trevor Murdoch can handle it because he's that tough. Yeah, not the best choice of words. So the NWA removed the show. They pulled, pulled it down. They put it back up after they edited that out. And some fan said, you should be a guest on WWE Backstage. Be interviewed by Renee Young, Booker T., the page and the best in the world, Sam Punk. <laughs> page says, nah, we're good. Renee Young's a LOL. Hard and over here, bud. So I think uh, Cornette will get the slap on the hand. I think we'll see him back in the NWA or somewhere, Ring of Honor, hell, AEW. We'll see him. You know, he's always, he's, he just runs his mouth. You know, that's. Unfortunately, what he does, there was a video, audio out there where he said he told that N-word, X, Y, Z. You know, I know he's gone. Him and Vince Russo can't stand each other. That he's cut a promo on him and then he's made mocked him for being a Christian. So, you know, um, he just, he really needs a chill pill. Bottom line. But moving on. So, you know, I'm excited to talk about this. Cameron... AKA or now known as Ariane Andrew has indicated that she's not done wrestling. You know, now full disclosure, my favorite of all time based on looks clearly, but she has indicated she's not done wrestling says, you know, she's got some more that she wants to give. Now she's been working or she's, she's an artist. She has a talk show, but she says she's not done with the ring. And remember, she got released, and she believes, a lot of people believe, that was due to publicly having Ryback's back on Twitter. Uh, and then all of a sudden, she got the call. So, unfortunately, she did that. And it came at a time when she wasn't really being used. Um, clearly, everybody knew Naomi was the star. But Cameron was, they was, you know, Naomi was getting that push as a single star. And at one point, you had her and Cameron going back and forth. So, I would like to see her come back. I would like to see her team with Naomi again. Maybe not in a tag team, but maybe in a managerial, uh, in an ally role. Kind of like what Sami Zayn is doing. So, we'll see. Also, the New Day have announced that they have a new podcast coming out. It's called The New Day Feel the Power. So, WWE is obviously getting into the podcast business. And the New Day will be one of them people who have their own podcast. So, uh, <clears throat> so you know, you have Corey Gray's podcast. You have The New Day. Um, they also have the TV show or the the, uh, the internet show called The Bump, which is, you know, people sitting there. This past week, first time I watched it, um, you know, me and him was on there talking about, you know, getting ready for the uh, upcoming war games. But you also had Heavy Machinery on there and Mandy Rose, surprise, Otis. So, yeah, WWE, they um, recognize this is what people do. We sit on the internet, we watch shows, we watch people watch the Wrestle Around, watch other shows. So, they said, hey, we're going to do the same thing. I kind of wish they stay back. I got enough content, man. So, but, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it 
for this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you log on to the Facebook group page, The Wrestling Realm. Join it. You know, and if I miss it, you know, find me on Facebook and say, hey, I'm trying to get in the group. Uh, but make sure you join the page. Make sure you like and subscribe and share with all your friends. But that's going to wrap it up. Until the next time, folks, I'm Bryant H. Waters. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.